0: Welcome to After the Bell with your host, Laura. This podcast is a series of conversations with educators, leaders, and lifelong learners with the hope of deconstructing some of the stereotypes around education. My objective as a teacher is to focus on the passion, humanity, and hope around education and to provide a platform for the myriad of voices that have something to say and teach us all. If you would like to know more about me, please head to my Instagram page at Laura. Thank you so much for deciding to spend a little bit of time with me today. This episode comes out on the 28th of March. Two weeks to go for most of Australian teachers in term one. The term is nearly over, but to be fair, I feel like it's ready to be done. I feel like it's about two weeks too late. We're all ready for the holidays. Now, it is late and I have been a little bit disorganized with getting this podcast edited. And I have someone here who for some reason is not wanting to go to sleep. So would you like to introduce yourself? Um, I'm Olivia. And who are you in the grand scheme of things, my love? Who are you? I'm Olivia and I and I'm the whole family of my brother and my mum and my dad and me and the boss of myself and I'm. The, I like to um stay up late. Oh. So we are currently in the battle of trying to get Olivia to bed. But considering this is an education podcast, I thought she might to tell you that something really exciting has happened to you this year, hasn't it? What have you started this year that's your very first year? Um, School. And what do you think about going to school? Really good. What do you like about it? The colour run. The colour run. So she just did the colour run and she did it two weeks ago and we still cannot get the colour out of her hair. So, do you like learning about letters and maths and art? Like, what's your favourite thing to do at school? Um, everything. Okay. So, I'm going to introduce my guest now. Her name is Emma Bolt. She has just started her own singing school in Melbourne. So, if you look at the show notes, you'll see all the information to get in touch with her and to see her incredible students that are doing some live performing all around Melbourne. She's been a singing teacher forever We worked together in the school setting for a while while she was doing drama teaching and I, well, let's put it this way, she worked with me for a year and I'm still following her and I still have such respect for everything that she's doing. If you enjoy the episode, please tag me at Educating Laura and Emma at Emma Bolt Studios. Again, the info will be in the show notes. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it, follow it along. All of those things really, really help. I hope you're enjoying your term one. I certainly have found it a very challenging term, but I'm going to keep this intro short because I have a five-year-old to try and get to bed. I think she's going to be absolutely revolting tomorrow when we'd have to get her up in the morning for school. Enjoy your fortnight and I'll see you in two weeks. Hello, Em. How are you going? Hi. How are you? Good. I need to give us some background. So Em and I actually talked together for, was it one year? Like yeah, it was in like only one year, yeah. Thirteen, yeah. Emma always worked for another singing school, singing school, yes. yeah, on the side, and um, worked with me in the classroom in the professional education setting for a year, and then has pretty much been doing the singing thing ever since, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Even my like when I w-
1: was doing school teaching, it was always a part-time thing. It was always on the side of doing the the singing teaching. Yeah, but yes, yeah, so I'm doing that pretty much full-time at the moment, a little bit of English tutoring. Yeah. Um, but we you got um, into that.
0: Yay. Yeah, yeah, I did.
1: Yeah, we talked about that yeah. too, yeah. I think during the pandemic Yeah. I
0: got, yeah. You're like, Laura, how <laughs> much do I charge? For it. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're doing that. Tell yeah. me what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, I had a few people um, asking about that. So that was a little side hustle that I had going on in the pandemic and actually really enjoyed, so sort yeah. of kept
0: going with Mostly singing, mostly teaching. So singing. I want to, I want to hear. Obviously, we've talked about the what you're teaching, so it's mainly the singing. Mm. But yes. how do you teach that? How? What are sort of the strategies you use? How do you empower people? I imagine people coming into singing, either love it or yes, need to have that confidence boost. That yes, they are good. Yeah. So I want to hear about yep. that because you know I don't Yay. really understand that world very well. Well, that's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't understand the biology. <laughs> world either (laughs) (laughs) um yeah uh well I guess it's different for everybody when it comes to to singing lessons um and wanting to have vocal training I guess it depends on each student and what their goals are the majority of the student artists that I'm working with at the moment it's very much about getting their music out there um which is great so it's a lot of um artist development and creating opportunities for live performance and Helping get single launchers ready, um, helping with vocals for uh, their tracks and things like that. So that's really exciting. That's always fun. I love it when it's about that. Yeah. But for other students, it can be also about wanting to build their confidence or, you know, maybe even like get over anxiety or anything like that. Sometimes it's just about discovering whether they
0: have a, a good voice or not. Can you often? have someone come in that you're kind of like, oh I don't know if there's a lot of natural talent here and you can cultivate that or is it generally is that uh, is that a bad question to ask? <laughs> Everyone like, no, there's gotta be people that come in and they're like, I love to sing and you're like, oh I don't, no, it's because, you haven't got it loved. No,
1: I laughed. I laughed because everybody asked that question. Like you know like yeah. the frequently asked question section. <laughs> yeah. If I had that and it'd be that would be the first one. Yeah. Can can yeah. can can you teach anyone and can everybody sing? And <laughs> yeah. It's such a tricky question to answer but i think that everybody everybody can learn i think everybody can definitely pick up on the techniques that that i teach and and the the techniques available to improve a voice but i i do think that so, you know some students do come in with a little bit more natural Natural ability, mm-hmm. whether that's something they've worked on themselves or something that they've always had or something that they've had from previous training, it just depends. It's just, yeah, everybody's different, but everybody can definitely learn. And even if it's not just about the vocal, everyone can get something out of coming for a singing lesson, like because you're building confidence yeah. and that can then be like that can influence other parts of their life as well not just their singing it might be public speaking at school like the English oral like something like that like it can help with that as well yeah. so yeah I think that the skills that you pick up you then yeah you see them manifesting
0: in other areas as well yeah how is it different to being in an education or a school classroom to teach kids in singing in in this kind of more I would, I would assume passion-focused yes. yeah, area. Yeah. So how is that different to teach?
1: Like what I'm doing now as opposed to like classroom teaching? Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, what you said, you pretty much, that's pretty much the biggest difference. I think in the classroom setting, you like you get some students that are very passionate Yeah. about their subject. And I guess especially in the older year levels as well, say with like uh, VCE Drama or even VCE yeah. English, there's that another level of i guess of passion and and that drive to want to do really really well whereas i think with the with the singing lessons every i think every student that comes in has that cuz they've chosen to come for the lesson they've mm. they want to be there they they have that interest it's not like it's just the the drama elect, like drama elective that they have yeah. to do for that semester
0: yeah yeah which you
1: know so i guess in some ways it's more challenging isn't it it's more challenging yeah. if not every student necessarily loves what you're doing and wants to be there but I think yeah you can still have progress with that person and make you know make the most of that that time you have with that student but no you yeah it definitely is a different setting in the studio yeah
0: yeah you talked about artist development earlier so what is that how do you is that a teaching or is that more of just something you have to prepare somebody for like what is that all about Oh,
1: so, well, that can be anything from, so starting the student off in songwriting even. it's co- it sort of refers to um, everything to do with like songwriting, the, um, getting them ready for like releases, shows, performing, being a real life performer out there in the world as opposed to someone very, you know, brand new to singing and just really learning like the fundamentals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, does the English training help you then with helping people songwriter oh yeah definitely yeah Yeah, I was just thinking that then so talk to me about that how do you support someone being a songwriter because that's a whole other thing that's a whole whole other other thing yeah
1: definitely yeah and and obviously I don't claim to be like a songwriting coach as such but it's something that comes up a lot in in lessons but yeah no in the I definitely have in the past used English prompts like creative writing prompts Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. I still, yeah, I, st- I have, I still have all my teaching things. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I still, I still sometimes go to them and for ideas. And yeah, definitely the creative writing English work overlaps, and a lot of the drama exercises overlap a lot as well.
0: Oh, really? Like yeah. what? You don't teach drama, though, do you? Okay. I keep. I always think that
1: you do, but you no. Don't. But I'm
0: excited to hear. Like, mm. like what? Tell me about what's the, what things overlap from drama.
1: Like a lot of the impromptu activities and things like that the warm-ups like icebreaker type exercises and stuff that you learn to get everyone's attention and like that sort of thing in the classroom and to kind of break down like all those barriers that students have when there's you know 20 or so of them in in the drama classroom and nobody wants to be the first one to go into the circle and all that stuff it's very much it's very similar um because I run um well I run two types of lessons uh like a one-on-one session which is called focus and it's all about focusing on that one student and what their goals are but then I um I run like a a group session which is called creative and that's all about creating everything and anything musical with other people um in like a group setting and exploring each other's voices together that and that's very similar there's more than one person there and sometimes someone's very shy sometimes they're very outgoing and yeah, so the drama exercises, all the icebreakers and stuff, They yeah, they really definitely have a place in the singing studio as well.
0: So you have been working as a singing coach mm-hmm. on your own now but also previously for a school. How yeah. has the rise of, you know, your streaming platforms like Spotify and things like that, how has that shifted getting mm. – Students ready and actually having their music out there because I I'm, I imagine you're a similar age to me when you would have started. I mean, that's that was mm. not a thing. That wasn't. That was yeah, a that thing. didn't exist. So tell me about no. that transition for you and how that's either helped mm. or made things more challenging yeah. or what.
1: Well, I think it's I, I guess it's just it's opened up the opportunities that are available for for students, for like for, for singers, so student artists that want to get their. That want to be heard and want to have their music out there there are actual platforms that are accessible for for everyone yeah which is something yeah that's very new that was definitely not around at the beginning and even that the access to production equipment and the things that you need to make a track as well I think that's definitely evolved as well a lot I see a lot more of that happening as well like having the confidence to go out there and yeah be and want to be heard like want to have your music heard whereas at the start it wasn't it was really more about the the that person's voice and then getting to a performance yeah. level just ge- generally to a performance level whereas now it's performance level and then that artist level like then so it's almost like learning the fundamentals and then getting that to a level that you are impressive as a performer and then working out how much of that performer was imitating other artists and how much of that performer is authentic and their I guess their artistry product and then 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 turning that into something so then writing songs from that that place of artistry and then getting that music out there to be heard
0: considering the role that you have as a singing teacher and now principal has had to evolve with the evolution of technology and social media etc how did you learn Mm -hmm. all of that like, how do you learn <laughs> that stuff? I guess you just do it as you go, don't you? Yeah, I guess. So how do, <laughs> so have, what, you, what I does guess. it look like, like for you? Like, what? How, how do you do it? To have something I, evolving so fast without necessarily causing you yeah. to keep up?
1: I guess it's sort of like about being the teacher, but also about being teachable as well. Mm. So I also, I'm i learning from, I learn from from the artists that I work with as well. So if we ask them about the production side of things, they would know a lot more than, than me. I guess I know enough about it of, to do my part in, in that, that musical journey. But yeah, I guess, so I guess it's just being open to going with the flow of what's happening and staying relevant and just researching and just being there as a, I guess, as a mentor to the students and artists that you're working with and, sharing what you know and and find helping them find out what what you don't I guess I think it was you were talking about that I think in comments of one of your posts about not having to know everything yeah yeah so I guess it's a little bit like that like I, I often in that area I wouldn't know I wouldn't know everything but I can I guess I'm I'm sort of there to facilitate that learning and yeah help that help that person find what they need and get to where they want to go next
0: have you always been that kind of Coach and teacher or is that something that's evolved over time to be more of, of a facilitator than someone that kind of has all the answers?
1: I guess it depends on the, I think in that area, yes, because that is something that it, I haven't done. That's something I haven't personally done myself. I have. I don't have that desire to have music out on, on streaming platforms. So I, I haven't had that journey myself. I I have only been in the role of helping someone else. Mm. So I guess in that that section but then obviously there'd be other areas as well like teaching the the techniques and things like that that have still evolved over time yep. but something that i I've obviously done for a lot longer, lot longer. yeah that's been from the start yeah
0: because we're talking so much about how your role has evolved and obviously you know it's been a while since mm. we've been at school and there are things that maybe we can see now that are really beneficial that we would have liked to have seen at school at the time is there anything you can mm, think of yeah. that you're like, I really, this was really missing for me. I wish that I'd had something like this. Is there anything you can think of that you would, would have liked to have seen at schools that would have made it a better experience for you in hindsight?
1: Yeah. I think for me it was, I think, in the school setting, I guess the my musical mm. interests were definitely something that I was actively seeking outside of the school yeah. environment. And and not that they, that wasn't like it wasn't important, and like teachers knew that I was a singer, and if there were singing opportunities, I'd I'd be there, and that sort of thing. But there just wasn't the opportunities that I think are available to students these days in in more of a broader sense of lot, different schools. I think at the time the school, I guess, just wasn't in the position to offer all of those different opportunities and things like that. So I. I Yeah, I sort of remember having to find those things in other Mm -hmm. places. Not that that's a bad thing. I think it's about, I guess it teaches you how to create opportunities for yourself as well, which I think is an important life skill to have anyway, Um, you know, to be able to make the most of a situation and be hungry enough and be driven driven enough to go and find those things if they're not readily available.
0: You said before that your decision really is not in, Having your music out there, or having that kind of a career. Mm. So, talk to me mm, about the decision to. I mean, you are incredibly yeah. talented in terms of a singer, anyway. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, tell me about the decision for you to be a coach over being, yeah, the star. I suppose, or you know, the person out there <laughs> with yeah. the music. So, why why did you choose that for yourself?
1: Well, it's funny, I do get asked that a bit, like, oh, do you know, when? Is, when is your mm. stuff coming out? When are you doing this? And I keep saying it's not really what yeah. I want to do. It's not what I want to do. But I guess, I mean, obviously when I was like a lot younger, I did have those aspirations. I think like going back to this, we're talking about the school days, I think in my yearbook it was to be like the number one vocalist or something love in in, a, in the world <laughs> or something ridiculous I love like it. That's that. great. It was, <laughs> but then it was Slash high school teacher like stuff
0: <laughs> covering all bases good That's very it's very very strategic I
1: feel like there was like the both sides of my personality like down yeah. to earth and then just like wow yes yeah. <laughs> this could happen but so for for a moment there I think it was definitely something that I thought was for me but the more I got into performing I at, at, at the same time that was happening I was also getting into teaching. So I actually started teaching singing really young. I was 18. You mm. sort of just fell into it straight after high school um, at the same time as uni. And so I, I, and it just happened, all happened very naturally and just felt very, very comfortable and very easy. And so it was sort of like I was sort of going along two paths and then you just sort of just find yourself going in a different, in, in a direction that just feels really, really right and, and really really natural yeah it sort of just it just sort of just happened and the more I was honest with myself I sort of realized that it was being around music and being around singers and being part of that world that I was actually attracted to but in the more of a mentor role as opposed to being the one and sometimes people don't really believe me when I say it but I actually get more pleasure out of watching other people doing it than doing it myself and as much as I, and I really I love that. it and I do love it myself, yeah. but like, well, I think that you are built for a certain role and yeah, I've just, I guess that's the way that I, that I am for whatever reason. Like I do love performing, but doing that, uh, doing that as the only thing for me is definitely not for me. Mm. And also I perform the way I want to perform. So the gigs that I do are the ones that I enjoy doing, whereas I have, I do not have a desire to be the. Only person out on the stage at like Rod Laver Arena or something like that. Like yeah. the thought of it, is just, it's just not for me. I'm just not built that way. Yeah, I think it takes a very, very, very strong and very confident person. I think to be able yeah. to really do that, and I think it's a certain personality that wants to actually hold a crowd that big. Um, yes, and have that desire to be, to be desired, and and to be to be watched by so many people. That is a yeah. that is a certain type of person and yeah, yeah it, it's not me
0: <laughs> i completely understand mm. for me that's why i like to teach because yeah. it's so much nicer mm. to see someone get something that they didn't get and you watch them excel and sometimes outperform you mm. and it's the most liberating and wonderful yeah. thing yeah i love to it. see that you've imparted something on someone and i also wanted to working in the sort of situation that you're in the community that you can create too mm-hmm. i think that would be so so beautiful yeah and i've often thought i've often thought about you know if i didn't teach what would i do and yep. i i love mentoring i love inspiring people and i like imparting knowledge but I don't know that many professions that you get to do that, Mm -hmm. but you get to create those long-term relationships. Most times it's, you know, you go and you you do some speaking or you do a course or it's all Mm short-term. And I think it's that community that you can create and I imagine even more so. I mean, I used to do dancing, so I know what it was like being part of that, you know, dance academy. Yeah, exactly. that dance. Everyone's kind of in it together and and it's like a family and I imagine that's what you're Mm. creating too. With your school, which yeah. you opened, I should mention your school that you opened early last year. <laughs> yeah,
1: thank you. Yeah, so the <laughs> school. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so it's called Emma Bolt Studios. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's yeah, it's going really well. Um, it's been it, even though we were open all of last year, it's it feel, it doesn't feel like it because obviously because a lot of it, like I we was saying, was on online. But it's been great, yeah. Just building a wonderful community with the artists that I'm working with. Since the end of last year, I've been getting out there and performing and making a bit of noise about the the studio and about the talent that's there. And yeah, it's been really well received. We were at our Transit Rooftop Bar yeah. last week for an artist showcase, um, and yeah, all of the student artists that performed were yeah, they were wonderful. It was, just, it was a really great night, and yeah, it's been it's been really nice. It was a big step. Opening gonna, up my, my own space. I was yeah. going to ask
0: you, so what was the step mm. for you to go from singing teacher that was kind of held by mm. a, another studio versus you mm-hmm. know, being the principal? How has that been for you? I know. Yeah, it's been a big change because I've
1: always been a singing coach in some capacity, whether it be for, you know, for a school, like a private school or in the school setting. I did, done a little bit of vocal coaching in the school setting as well for musicals mm. and those that sort of thing and yeah and I guess over the years people have always asked oh you know how come you haven't done how come you're not opening up your own space you've been doing it for so long and I guess you sort of mm. you get comfortable doing you know it's working it's not broken yeah. why fix it yeah. you know like you just keep going and then I mean you've probably heard this answer already but then the mm-hmm. pandemic happened and we all had a minute to stop and really have a think about what we're doing and reflect a little bit on I get, well, yeah, I did anyway. I think, like, yes, I did too, I think we all did, yeah. You, know, you sort of stop, you have time to think, okay, what should I, you know, what, what am I doing, what should I do next? And just felt like that was the, the next thing. That was the next thing for me. Also teaching like for another school, for someone else during a pandemic when you buy yourself, it really felt like I was teaching for mm-hmm. myself yep. anyway. And so it just felt like the logical thing to do. And I sort of started to really enjoy that feeling of having creative control and just being able to build something the way that I wanted to do it and in a way that worked, you know, for me and and for the the student artists that I was working with as well.
0: Awesome! That's so exciting. Honestly, I'm so excited. (laughs) I I was just saying to you, like I've obviously been following you forever and to see the studio open I was just so, so happy for you. So I know you've been doing this for so long. No, that's okay. And to see your kids out there performing too, I need to, before I end the episode, I do want to make sure that we find out exactly where to follow you. So how can people follow your Instagram and see where all of your performances are going ahead? Yeah, great. So, well,
1: it's super easy because it's just the name of the studio. So it's just at Emma Bolt Studios and it's Bolt with a U, -U B-O-U-L-T.
0: Awesome. Last question I want (laughs) to ask you is, Big life lessons—the mm. things you've learned in life that you're like—I want to impart this yeah. on somebody. They need to know this. I learned yes. about it. You need like to hear like about I it. I
1: find this question so hard. Like, you know, when you ask something like this, you think, "Oh no, it has to be like really deep, really meaningful, and really philosophical." It doesn't I'm have like, to be. Oh, what have I learned? I'm sure I've learned something. No. <laughs> but actually, yeah, I—I I think for me, well, especially at the moment with what I've with the changes that I've been working through, I think things that have been important knowing your worth i think is something that's really just been something i've done a lot of thinking about over the last few years being your own cheerleader not relying on other people like backing yourself and just trusting in trusting in your plan like when you feel something and being that almost backbone for yourself obviously it's amazing to have support around us as well but i guess at the end of the day it's in, i think if you don't have that that courage to take that step which i don't think i ha- i didn't have for a long time and then now looking back on it I think gosh well like you know I've done that and it's just such it just feels like the it was the right thing to do and I think gosh I can't believe I even doubted that like it's just so you know yeah (laughs) but the other thing I was thinking about too of like life lessons I think getting that balance right too between the work life balance I think just getting like that work life balance with what we do and even if it means that you're not necessarily following the like the conventional path which has been said about the with my teaching in the past is definitely that's definitely come up with people and family and things like that like teaching teaching music outside of a school setting even though mm. I was a school teacher and yeah that sort of take on it like oh well you did that degree well you're not using it like that that kind of thing
0: I was gonna say has there been pressure for you to go into a more s- safe environment like is I that say, what you mean like, like if you go into thing. school it's a nine to five and is that what you mm-hmm. mean
1: yeah well I mean this is I was sort of not not now not now it's probably in in the past yeah. I think is I guess because I oh I with all of my teaching with my study and my teaching I, I get I sort of did it in the way that worked for me at the time mm-hmm. whether it was if I was really focusing on singing at one point and so I had had a bit of a, a a break like a gap type Year or half year, or and then studying part time and then studying full time or teaching part time, um, leaving teaching, leaving really good schools, and you know, you'll never get it, yeah, you'll never get a job like that again, you'll (laughs) never get a job like that again. All those sorts of comments, which it's okay, it's good, good to have that voice of reason as well. But (laughs) I guess getting the balance right that works for you. I think is like that's worked for me has been a big lesson and like I said even if it meant like breaking conventions and going against like expectations or going against what yeah you or even what you thought yourself is what you were going to do so I thought myself too that I was going to do uni and then teach full time um and and that would and that was what I was doing and that that was going to be great but then as I started doing it. it just you know obviously things changed and having a part-time uh, vocal coaching role throughout study and things like that it just it started to open my eyes to okay I could do this and I could also do this and I remember having a conversation with a friend at the time who was a bit older than me and was really wise and I was sort of having a, a bit of a crisis of what to do next mm-hmm. you know I think I'd was teaching and uni was feeling like it was too much yeah. because I was, I was getting more and more students. Cause that was going really well. Yeah. Like I said, like that always just felt so natural and I really, really enjoyed it. So I was doing that. I was doing more and more of that and I was really happy and, but then starting to be too much. And I remember saying like, Oh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to stop teaching so that I can, you know, have more time. And and then, and I remember talking to him and he was saying, you know, why don't you try this and you'll cut back or do part-time or, you know, just silly things like that, which I never had thought about. Like, mm. oh, why not just cut back the load? Yeah. cut, You know, <laughs> cut back the load so you can do that. So it's going to take an extra year or two or whatever to finish it, but cut it back and get the balance right and then, you know, make it work for you. And then, yeah, that that was sort of the same throughout when I'd had different positions teaching whether it was like an English position or a drama position and if it was too much and I, I couldn't get that I wasn't getting the balance right between the the different jobs and things like that and I'd have to cut back something and but it's it's worked out and I guess yeah I guess what I'm saying is it's your I guess your journey and it's your life and you're the one that's in control of that and that it's nice to have that like it's nice to know that you can do
0: things the way that you you want and the way that that it works for you mm. and the thing is the world has shown us this you know we have gone into yeah. years of lockdown and we still yeah. managed to do things you know there are things yeah. that you may not have discovered yet that will actually allow you to live a completely different life that's right No, yeah yeah i love though that and you s- were able to choose the thing that brought you joy so that yes. you cut down on the things that were the well i better do this in order to do the yeah. thing that brought you joy. And I think that we don't hear enough of that in the world. So I'm really glad you're saying that.
1: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think that you're right. Like uh, over the last couple of years, I think if I, if, if I hadn't have realised that before, I definitely over the last couple of years too where things have completely changed and, yeah, like you said, everyone's had a chance to get a better balance, I think. Mm. And when when everything's taken away almost, you can then put back what you want yes as opposed to just being so full so busy and so full of so many so many things that we think that we have to have going to to feel accomplished and to to feel successful like the that mentality of uh, if I, i'm so busy i'm so busy it means i'm successful
0: it's the worst
1: yeah, that was a
0: really long-winded answer about you <laughs> got something out of that. I did. Thank you so much, Emma. It's so great <laughs> to connect with you. As I said, I've been a little fan sitting on the sidelines since we worked together all those years ago. And I've just been thrilled thank to see you. you go from strength to strength. And to have your own studio is just absolutely incredible. I'm honestly so happy for you. Thank you so
1: much. And and same to you. like Everything that you're doing is amazing as well. Oh, thank you. I love the podcast and your, yeah, and your Instagram is so so great and you do such a great job of juggling. Yeah, I don't know how well I do. I try. I think you're doing very well. Really? Yeah. Seems seems like you're doing super well. Thank you. You got so much and in a really good way, giving a lot. Thank you. (laughs) Bye.